some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. Happy Veterans Day to all veterans. Yes. Thank you Thank all for you your for service. Thank you all, you veterans, for your, your service and your sacrifice. This is Daybreak Live. We'll get kicked off here. So, yes, it is 11-11. This is November the 11th, the year of our Lord, 2022. This is Daybreak Live with the Nesbitts. And we want to say this is Fear Not Friday. Thank you, Lord. The reason we don't have to be afraid is because our God is everywhere. And so we decided to do a whole week of third day songs. So we're going to end with You're Everywhere.
That was fun. That was fun. That was fun. Do some different songs. Haven't done that in a long time. Good morning, you beautiful saints of God. I hope it's going well for you. God is so good. I want to say thank you this morning, not only for veterans, but I want to say thank you to you brothers and sisters that have been helping us to get some transportation for Pastor Nadim in Pakistan. This is the 2 Corinthians 8.14 principle. And in 2 Corinthians 8.14, the Apostle Paul says that our abundance should become a supply for our brother and sister in needs want, for what they need. That is to say that God does not mean for some of his children to have uh, total abundance while other of his children have such terrible needs. But he means for us that have abundance to share with those who are lacking so that there may be equality. The scripture is 2 Corinthians 8.14. Love for you to read that. But I wanted to say thank you guys for being part of that. Many of you have helped. We will be getting him a motorcycle for sure. Uh, now, what size will be? Uh, what comes in? This will be the last day that I say anything about it, but I will be waiting till like Monday to see what I get over the weekend. So, thank you. Some of you have been given. I appreciate it very much. And uh, God appreciates it. And uh, God will bless you for what you are doing. If you would like to give, go to cltn.com, click on the donate button, give there, and I'll be finding out everything that come in the last few days for it. Uh, the treasurer will let me know how much came in, and that will uh, determine how much or how big of a bike we buy. This is the principle of Church Without Walls. This is what we do at Church Without Walls. We have left off the desire as a church for extravagant buildings and luxuries, and we are rather, we are a people that's come together rather to say, hey, we want to help our brothers and sisters around the world. That is the heart of Church Without Walls. Yeah, so thank was, you for being part of that. Yes, Darlene. I was thinking about what's the you even offer a cup of cold water and exactly. a disciple. That's right. You will in no wise lose your blessing. You know, Amen. Well, how's the rest of it work? But it, I'm thinking a cup of cold water, you get a blessing for a cup of cold water, and I'm not preaching like yep. but I'm saying how much more would we give a pastor transportation so we can minister in a place desperate for the gospel. Amen, amen, amen. That is so true. That is so true. So you want God to bless you? Be a blessing to people that need it. Amen. Okay, guys, we're in Revelation, and I've got to turn over here. We're in the book of Revelation. We're going to start chapter 14 today. I've called this lesson 666 and the seal of God or or versus the seal of God. What happened? The lesson today. Now, the reason I did is we're starting verse chapter 14, but... You must remember, this was one letter. There were no chapter divisions there were in or verses. It was a letter that was written. And so as we begin chapter 14, 1, I'm going to read the last verse of chapter 13 again. 
here we go. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. Then I looked, and behold, a lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him 144,000, having his father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven, like the voice of many waters, like the voice of loud thunder. And I heard the sound of harpists playing their harps. They sang, as it were, a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and the elders. And no one could learn that song except the 144,000 who were redeemed from the earth. These are the ones who were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. These were redeemed from among men, being the first fruits to God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no deceit, for they are without fault before the throne of God. Hallelujah. Well, let's read in the first five verses. There's a lot in there. Some of that we'll have to get to next week for sure. So someone says, Brother Scott, don't you know that Jared Kushner, Trump's son-in-law, bought a building in New York and the address is 666? Yes, I did know that. <laughs> Does that make him the Antichrist? No. Uh, could he be the Antichrist? Well, sure he could be. Uh, hey, even the, even, even the <laughs> apostles said it at the Last Supper. When Jesus said, what are y'all going to betray me? What are you going to betray me? Is it me? Is it me? Right. But, uh, so, as I was saying yesterday, there are things that are fruitful and there are things that are fruitless. In every age, there are antichrist many. There are questions that can be answered. There are questions that cannot be answered. But the reality check that the scripture gives us, we can understand in every season in every time frame, you know, uh, I believe the, I believe the enemy's always been looking for a body. I'll give you an interesting story. It's from the God, uh, the letter of Jude, and I'm just quoting at it. You read it, but it says something like, uh, "Michael the archangel, when he was disputing with Satan over the body of Moses." What in the world were they arguing about the body of Moses about? Well, I personally think, I can't prove this, but I think Satan wanted the body of Moses. I think he wanted to bring it back to life and come back down off the hill with it and lead people astray. But that's just me. There's just, there's strange things. But to know this, there are many, many antichrists. And if we understand this, it helps us to understand why this book, and remember I said when we began studying this book of Revelation, it had to be, must be relevant to the people that lived in 95 AD as well. We cannot read this book and say, oh, this didn't mean anything to them. Yes, it did. It was a, a book that as Christians read it from the Apostle John himself, who walked with the Lord Jesus Yeshua himself, would give encouragement and give stability and 
uh, endurance for the saints to hold up through persecution. Remember, this book is written during a time of persecution. And, you know, even if a person didn't take the later date, which I believe is the true date for the writing of the book of Revelation, and took the early date, it still was under persecution. It was Nero. Okay? So all of this, I say this to help us understand 666. We say, what, it, what does it mean exactly? What is it exactly? You know, and we have looked at things that I, I've brought out to you that there's always this, this designation of sixes with the enemy. For instance, Goliath, when, when, when David comes against Goliath, it may interest you to know that the Bible actually spells out in that story that Goliath was six cubits high. It also says he had uh, six uh, pieces of armor on, and it said he had 600, his uh, his uh, spear weighed 600 shekels, 666, three sixes in that story. With Nebuchadnezzar, we brought out the other day, it was 60 cubits high, it was six cubits wide, and it, there were six musical instruments. You got three sixes there, right? You may know this by looking into, you take the name Nero, and you now Nero was in Greek, but if you put it in Hebrew and then you add up the numbers and you count the number, it's 666. So there's so many different ways to to see that it is a name, uh, it is a number that is associated with rebellion. Seven is the number of God. Seven is the number of completion. So man was created on the sixth day. Man was given a six-day work week. You shall work six days. In the, under the law, uh, a Hebrew slave could only be a slave for six years. So there's this association of six. Six is the number of man. And so the best answer to the 666 is really the, less, the least intriguing one. That is, it's a number that associates the best that man has to offer. The best that man has in rebellion to God. What exactly it looks like, we don't know. But we know, in contrast, what we're reading today is about a, a group of people, 144,000, who has the Father's name written in their forehead. Now, the number for God is seven. Seven is the number for the Lord. Seven is the number for completion. But the point is, there's 144,000 here, and it says that they have the Father's head, uh, Father's name written in their foreheads. And here's, here's the point. In the days of John, the Roman emperor, which the book of Revelation was written in Greek, the Greek word for mark, he causes everybody to receive a mark, is chiragma. And it always referred to, to the Roman emperor and the bearing of his signet that you could not, you couldn't do anything. It validated everything in the, in the days of the Roman empire. It, it made uh, you a citizen or, or validated you. And so in the, in the same manner, there's a lot of wisdom that puts in that says the enemy is always going to be in rebellion against God and rebellion against God's 
people. And that is what this is talking about. And like we said, what exactly is it going to look like? We don't know, but we know that we will know or whoever will know in that day. And I want to bring something else out. This mark, like if we turn over to Revelation chapter 20, uh, I didn't plan this. Revelation chapter 20. It says, verse 4, I saw thrones and they that sat on them, judgment was given to them. I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus, for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. I wanted to read that. They did not receive it. I wanted to read that to say this. Sometimes people worry if they might accidentally take the mark. There's nowhere in Scripture where it says that you can accidentally take the mark. This is a sign of allegiance. This is a sign of worship. It, this this isn't, oops, oh no, I took the mark of the beast. That's why, so when people come out and, and studying this, this is very important to know. Because I remember when I first started studying, it's like, oh, so the social security number. Social security number. It's the mark of the beast. And I remember just as a young man in my late 20s, I'd never read this before, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have a social security number. But I... You can have a social security number and not worship the beast. You know. Now, I'm not saying these things are not laying groundwork uh, or for a system that will be in place at the end time. I'm not saying that there's no significance to all of these kind of things. But the reality is, this is something, the, the point is, God's people are marked and Satan's people are marked. That's the point. Do you have the mark of God or do you have the mark of Satan? Do you have the mark of this world? The one world government? Do you have are you taking allegiance to him? Is that the is that what you want? Or are you rejecting it and standing with God? Which for whoever does it in this time, it will cost them their life. Well, it spells out in chapter 14, 144,000. He says, I saw them standing. Where were they standing? Where were they standing? Anybody remember? On Mount Zion. Not standing in Washington. Not standing in um, anywhere else in the world. Standing on Mount Zion. Who are the 144,000? What do you remember? That God sealed 144,000? We talked about that before. 12,000 from each tribe. He sealed them. Now, I want to talk about the seal. I think, I think we should read this from Ephesians chapter 1. This morning, I thought, we really should read this. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. In whom, in him, excuse me, you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased 
possession to the praise of his glory. So the Holy Spirit seals those who believe the gospel. What do we call those who believe the gospel? We sing a song sometimes called uh, Redeemed. Do you remember that? I am redeemed. He set me free. Amen. I'm redeemed. Are you redeemed? When we're redeemed, we're sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Well, in the book of Revelation, God is remembering his covenant. He's remembering his promises. We talked about this before. There are two groups of people. There's a group of people that were sealed of Israel, 12,000 from each tribe, 144,000. They were sealed. They were marked. They were marked. Don't come. And then when plagues are coming, don't you go. Don't you hurt anybody that's got the seal of God. Don't you hurt anybody that's marked for God. And we see this principle. We talked about this yesterday throughout the Bible. You know, we could say a marked man. We, we use that term sometimes. He's a marked. That person is marked for greatness, right? That part, person is, that's a marked person, you know. That's a marked man. Well, whose mark do we bear? Whose image do we bear? Whose image do we bow to? Whose image do we lay prostrate before? Brothers, you are image bearers of God, and you are in this world to shine light. There's another group of people that we've read already. There's 144,000, but then there was another number. How big was that number? Can anybody remember? No, you could, he couldn't number it. He could not even put a number on the people that were redeemed from the earth, from every tongue, every tribe, and every nation. The number was so large, he couldn't number it. We are to be light bearers. We are to be shining our light. I preached on this Sunday. We are the light of the world now. As he lives through us, we are to shine our light to this world. We are to reveal to the people around us what image we bear, what image we bow down to. It is Jesus that I bow to. What about you? It is Jesus. I want his mark on my head. Amen? His mark. Amen. So we'll bring today for to a close. Uh, and as he's seen these, this, this taking place, and we'll talk about this next week, but you're talking about 144,000 in my way. Here's how I process things. 144,000 Apostle Pauls. We'll talk about that next week. 144,000 that are not defiled. And it's, it's not saying that marriage is a, a defiling, but we will talk about that next week. They are found without fault before the throne of God. They're redeemed. They're redeemed. I love it. And they follow the Lamb wherever He goes. I love it. We'll get into that next week. Thank you for being here. Fear not, Friday. Do not be afraid. Just make sure you have the right mark. Hi. Yes. Oh, sure. To. No pressure, but if you choose yeah. to, you can mail a check okay. yeah. to 
Okay, so if you desire, if you want to give, but you don't want to give online or you don't give online, that's fine. Just mail a check to, just mail it to us, write it to CWOW and give it to us. The only thing I ask you to do, if you're going to put a check in the mail, send me a text or a message and let me know what you're sending because I want to send the money to Pakistan probably before I'll get the check. So just let me know what's coming and I'll add it in from my own account. I'll, I'll add that in. Uh, yeah, then you would need to write it to me, though, if I did that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so either way, write it to Scott Nesbitt if you want that, or if you just want to write it CWOW, I will add everything in. Here is our address. Write it down. 12 Friendship Hill Lane, Pleasant Shade, Tennessee, 37145. So thank you, thank you, thank you to anybody that wants to give. And I'm telling you, it is an honor to give. I, I don't talk a lot about money because I don't try to get people to give because I want people's money. But I do want people to get a blessing from the Lord. And God loves a cheerful giver. He wants us to be a people who love our brothers and sisters and help those that are in need. And I will always, always desire to help people, especially, especially household of faith, especially Christians, brothers and sisters who love Jesus, who live, they don't live in houses like we live and have cars like we have. They don't have the things we do. And the least we can do with our abundance as Americans is try to help them. Well, that's what we're all about at Church Without Walls. So thank you for being with us and standing with us in that, okay? Love you, love you, love you. Let's say the Lord's Prayer, and we'll jump off here. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. All right. I love you guys. Happy birthday, Shirley. Happy birthday, Shirley. God bless you guys. Love you. Love you. Love you. Shabbat Shalom. Have a great weekend. Some of you may want to tune in tomorrow.